Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Millennial Drives with your host Luke Eric. Today we're going to be going over three stories, Airbnb's new IPO, Samsung's new flip phone, and the e-commerce giant Shopify. So we're going to start off by talking a little bit about Airbnb's IPO. And for you guys that don't know what Airbnb is, it's this app, and it's also on the website too, airbnb.com. Uh, it basically allows you to stay over at people's houses or rooms or whatever place they um, list and you can stay over for a night and it's a lot cheaper than a regular hotel so pretty good pretty good uh, business model we're gonna be diving more into it but they're planning and that actually is one of the biggest privately owned businesses I believe valued about 31 billion dollars and so they came out last year with a net loss for the last nine months of 2019 of 322 million dollars uh, that's sad because right before that they actually made a gross profit of 200 million dollars they're blaming that on rising expenses on many different kind of stuff um, but let's talk a little bit about a SWOT analysis you know for those who don't know what a SWOT analysis is is the strengths the weaknesses the opportunities and the strengths of a company and so we start off by listing the strengths the strengths of a business model like Airbnb is that it completely disrupts the travel and hospitality industry. Um, people love going to other people's houses. You know, there's a sense of um, authenticity to it, and it's a lot cheaper. I've used it. I've used it many times actually. Um, when I go on trips with my family, I've used it too, and it's a lot a lot cheaper there's no service charges there's no you know weird stuff that hotels make you do and so how did they do that is an amazing and they've they've been able to grow so fast because they don't own any of their assets they don't own the place that you stay at they just provide a way for people to earn, to earn money and so if I had a room that I could you know rent out and all well, I could earn a lot more money by listing it and having new people stay there every night. Because think about it, if you're in New York City, and let's say you'd be able to rent out a room for 1500 well, let's say you could, you know, put out that room, list that room for $100 a night, you're making about double the amount of money by having new people coming in every day. Now, are you going to have vacancy? Of course you are. You know, you're going to have to clean it. Um... There's all those kind of stuff, but there's a lot more money when it comes to it. So it provides an amazing way for people to earn more money. And that's actually what a lot of people in the real estate industry are doing. They're just buying places to be able to flip them into Airbnbs and rent them out every day. You know, they hire someone to manage that. And so that's a huge strength. That's a huge strength. And there definitely is a growing demand for Airbnbs. Also, they said that they have $3 billion in cash for reserve. Well, that is amazing because when we get into the opportunities and the kind of things they want to do is they cost a lot of money. So that definitely is a huge strength. What are some weaknesses? Well, the same thing that provides a strength provides a weakness. They rely on strangers to host their customers. And when you rely on a stranger to uphold your brand and your customer experience, well, 
you know, it can get sticky sometimes. You know, these one-time hosts, you know, they're, 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 sometimes there's bad people out there. And you have somewhat of, of a control when it's your employee and how they approach certain stuff. But when it's strangers, you don't really. And that actually has led to a lot of, you know, lawsuits. And it's just, it's, it's a tricky, uh, tricky thing, you know. It, it's just like a similar type of system like Uber does. You know, they allow um, independent contractors to drive people around. Well, if you get in a car accident, your driver's liable, but it also hurts your brand. Uh, you know, all these sexual allegations and all that against Uber drivers. Well, that's hurt Uber a lot because, you know, they didn't do their vetting properly, their due diligence and all of that. All right, so moving in to opportunities. Well, they're actually at a loss now. They're not profitable, but they're pretty, like they were profitable two years ago or the year before. And... Um, one of their CEOs or CFOs was coming out with a statement saying that, well, one out of five tech IPOs from Silicon Valley in the last five years was profitable. So only about 20% of actual IPOs are profitable, and yet they do somewhat good. You know, Uber came out, I believe now they're above their IPO price, but they were down. I, I believe now actually they're on right where the IPO what right where the IPO came out. But they dipped um, Casper mattresses, Casper Sleep um, Company. They also they they came out I believe last week, and they're like down twenty thirty percent of what their IPO was, you know. But they got opportunities, and like one big thing that they could do is I thought about influencer endorsements. They could hire a couple of influencers to stay over at a couple of people's houses, you know. It would be cool, you know, as, I don't know, it, for both uh, for both mar marketing aspects to get hosts, new hosts, and to get people to stay over uh, as customers, people that are actually going to bring money. Imagine as a host having Drake stay over in your apartment or in your house or whatever. Um, and also, you know, you as a customer. Oh, look, Drake stayed over here. Drake stayed at Airbnbs. It's cool. I can do it, too. So there's a huge opportunity. What about threats? Well, as I said, lawsuits. Um, there are a couple of lawsuits, government regulations. Now the same strengths that come out with disrupting an industry, well, they're threats too because once something disrupts an industry, it's new. Government regulators want to come in. They want to check if everything's fine. They want to put in the regulations. And they're usually very much geolocational based. So you know something in Germany might not apply to here in the US and if you're a customer and you go to the US and you expect the same kind of laws that there is in Germany well that might be you know conflicting uh, but I believe the biggest threat especially because they're coming out this year is the coronavirus you know we spoke about it yesterday a little bit uh, but they're down 80% of what uh, they're, they've closed down, suspended 80% of uh, um, their hosts in China. And that is huge because people don't want to be moving. And then there's hosts that are afraid. You know, they don't want to host people that might be sick that are traveling and all that. So what is my take? A business model like Airbnb, like, um, like Uber, for example, they capitalize on 
using other people's assets to not only allow them to earn money but to also you know mark up a price and earn money that's basically how they do it um, their business model is solid but you know I've been looking at their financial statements they're spending so much money in marketing and I guess they're making themselves a brand and everything um, but if they do go on and go on with their IPO late later this year I don't see it going good especially with the new coronavirus people aren't going to be traveling for a while I believe um, and so I don't know but let's move on to the next story and it is the Samsung new Galaxy Z flip phone um, I watched it and I was like what the hell is this you already failed with the Galaxy Fold that phone was like that one you folded it like vertically if you kind of understand what I mean like you literally just fold it this one is like you flip it horizontally like why and you know they're coming out at least the fold had had two screens you know one on one side one on the other side this one just has a little one inch uh, screen on the outside that just tells you the time um, and it costs like $1,400, doesn't even have 5G service. I know 5G service doesn't exist a lot, but, you know, later on this year, there probably will be 5G service in many places. Um, but I just don't see this being successful. I just don't. Um, I don't know why they're bringing back the flip. People like a quick access to their phone. The phone is kind of like long, so the flip kind of makes it flip into like a little square that you can just put it in your pocket. But like... Our pockets are huge like they can take big phones I don't know why we're making phones you know smaller but that's what they did they also came out with three new phones the Galaxy S20 um, yes the last one was an S10 and then they moved to an S20 apparently it's worth 10 generations but it's the Galaxy S20 S20 Max, X20 Plus and S12 20 uh, Ultra they are 5g supported but but they finally do not have a headphone jack so all all the fun they made about apple now they don't have a headphone jack i find that so remember that there was this one samsung commercial that they emphasized how much they do have headphone port uh headphone jack and they just made fun of apple for not having one well here they are following the industry but you know i just don't like i just don't like samsung's marketing strategies you know making fun of other people especially people that people apple that innovate so much uh, i don't see that ever working out but um the camera like the, they have three to four cameras the s s20 ultra has four cameras you can zoom in like i believe a hundred percent uh a hundred times i don't i just saw a video and i was like wow that that zoom in feature is pretty cool um but they range from a thousand dollars to a to fourteen thousand fourteen hundred dollars fourteen thousand fourteen hundred dollars um but you know phones are getting expensive but they're getting cheaper at the same time you know the high ends are getting a lot more expensive um but when you think about it you buy a phone that's $200 more expensive well over two years that's just gonna cost you and especially if you're spending hours on a phone that's costing you about 25 cents per day like if you think about it realistically do the math you know should I spend 
$1,000 or $1,200 on an iPhone, well, if you're really using it and it really makes that much of a difference, would you rather spend 25 cents a day for a better phone for two years? You know, there, there are some takeaways, uh, but the cheaper ones are getting a lot cheaper. Uh, a Chinese brand called ZLT is actually making similar phones. Literally, they're like 90% the same. They have about 90% the same features, but for 20% the price. Literally, phones for $100. You can find somewhat an iPhone for $100. Yeah, China's cheap. What can I say? Um, but, you know, we'll see where the, where the Galaxy S20 goes. Moving on to our third and final story is Shopify. I absolutely love Shopify. I use Shopify for like one of my stores. I used to use it for two, three, one of my stores, but their business model is just amazing. They completely cut the cost of building a website, doing e-commerce. They completely simplified it. And they're for, they're the, one of the biggest like e-commerce development kind of stores. Um, and they, they deserve it because they took complete advantage of the the first hand movers, the first time movers, and you know, well, their stock rose nine percent today, and that's after Shopify actually released sales reports of over two point nine billion dollars just between Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and that is sixty one percent more than the previous year and let me just count let me just say i account for like 0.0000001% of that 2.9 billion because i believe i had like three and a half thousand dollars um of sales that kind of contribute to that now those are sales they're not profits for shopify shopify takes a very small margin and they take a monthly um monthly like subscription type of thing i'll talk about it a little bit later but they came out analysts expected them to do 2.1 billion they came out made 2.9 billion their net income throughout the whole year was 77 uh million 77 7, 770 million dollars yeah that is that is crazy they also now have surpassed eBay. Now they don't actually have a website. Let me just clarify this. They don't actually have a website like you go to eBay and you buy things. No, you make your website, you brand it like I did. I made it called Recoverio. But if you buy something through me, technically that's kind of their sales, but then they give me, they pay me, but whatever. It's my sales and their sales kind of thing. Um, but they're the second largest e commerce retailer behind Amazon. Now, Amazon you know, has a lot bigger market share than everyone else, but they're on second place. You know, Amazon's got 37% of all e-commerce business, while where, uh, Shopify has about 6%. So they're about six times larger. Amazon's about six times larger. Uh, but, you know, Amazon is Amazon. Shopify is growing incredibly, incredibly. Uh, they've grown in terms of revenue 47 percent this year last year it was like 49 percent and the year before that it was like 80 percent growth 
and the year before that it was like 120 percent i believe uh don't quote me on that but incredible growth and that just comes down to the rise of self-employment and e-commerce growth so many more people are interested in being their own bosses working for themselves and e-commerce is just exploding i i hate going to stores now i don't buy anything at stores whatever i need i go to amazon i go to I go to Amazon, <laughs> but e-commerce is growing, Amazon is growing, and it's just a good time to to be doing e-commerce, and that's why I'm in that's why I'm in the business. And so, how much do I actually pay Shopify to run my stores and everything? Well, let's think about this. If this was ten years ago, and if I just wanted to make a little store, uh, sell massage guns like I do, well, let's say ten thousand dollars for the store for the website let's say a couple of thousand dollars for hosting um, all the integrations and all that I don't know how I would do it I'd, I I would probably I definitely wouldn't do it over Facebook I would be doing everything over um, you know email and calling and all of that so that also takes so much time um, so let's say you could say fourteen thousand dollars fifteen thousand dollars about ten years ago well if I just want to try it out, see how it works for one month. I just need to pay $29 plus 3% of every purchase. That is that is insane, insanely cheap. That is insanely, insanely cheap. I just need to sell one unit and I make my money back. If I, if I just sell one unit with no marketing, no nothing, no other costs, I pay off all of my administration costs, all of my... R&D in just one unit sold and so they've expanded you know they're working with entrepreneurs like me small businesses and now they're working with brands you know there's they're I believe Heineken um, they're doing um, I forgot what other brands but they're doing Heineken for sure and like other named named brands um, they're doing their e-commerce they know their stuff props to them you know uh, making entrepreneurs dreams come true and also making a lot of money off of it so what are my takes I am completely in love with Shopify I love the whole system I would consider myself a Shopify expert uh, I do a lot of consulting on Shopify people ask me a lot of questions hopefully in the next coming podcasts I will have a ask Eric kind of thing uh, Eric is my last name Luca Eric but you know Eric I like to call it Ask Eric, like we have the weekly Eric, which is coming out this uh, Saturday. So please, please stay tuned to watch that tomorrow. Stay tuned to watch that episode because that one has three new news for you. So thank you very much for watching, and I hope I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you very much, guys.